Welcome to the virtual church with Victory Bible Church International, Love Sanctuary Takradi, where Jesus is exalted and His love demonstrated. Now, the sermon. Amen. Amen. It's great to see all of you here this Sunday. For us to remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Who died and rose again. Today, throughout any Christian dom, in any area of the Christian race, we are remembering a very special event in our lives. That event took place 2,000 years ago. Jesus, the Son of God, who lived on this earth for 33 and a half years. He was arrested. He was judged. He was punished. And he was crucified. He died. And he was buried. He was put in the tomb. A seal was placed on it. But on the Easter Sunday, that very Sunday morning, he rose up again from the dead and he's still alive forevermore in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our kings of kings, our lord of lords, our and our soon coming king Jesus Christ Jesus Christ the son of the living God he's alive he's alive he is alive amen amen there are a lot of great things the Lord is doing in our lives if Jesus is not alive we will not have these great testimonies. We will not have a great life. Our life could have turned upside down. But because Jesus is alive, you will be alive. Anything concerning your life will be alive. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Easter is all about Jesus. Easter is all about Jesus. But strangely, in the secular world, people have found a way of think, taking Jesus out of Christmas and Easter. These, these days, Christmas is all about Santa Claus. That's, that's it. During Christmas, it's all about Santa Claus. People have shifted from Jesus to the Santa Claus. And when it comes to Easter, in some countries, Easter, they talk more about Easter eggs. Easter eggs. And in Ghana now, it's all about Kuhu. Easter is about Kuhu. It's not wrong. It is good to have fun. It is good to, to travel like I've traveled. 
Amen. Amen. It's good for families to come together during Easter. But let us always remember that Easter is all about Jesus. We have to put Jesus at the center of everything. As we have fun, as we enjoy our lives, let us always remember that Jesus should be the center of it all. My message today I have entitled Jesus the Resurrection. If he has not come, we will not be celebrating this feast. It is because he rose again that we remember Easter. It is because he rose again that we remember Easter. Let's look at something from John 11. John 11, 25 and 26. A certain man called Lazarus, Papa Bittina, son, friend, Lazarus died. Oh, we. And he had two sisters, Martha and Mary. Martha, on your Mary. And Jesus loved these two women so much. Jesus was at a different place. Jesus Ministering. Healing. Doing a lot of things. And he was informed that the brother of Martha and Mary has just died. But Nothing moved Jesus. It didn't move Jesus. He was still ministering. But he loved Martha and Mary. But he still continued. Four days later, after he had died, Jesus decided to visit the family. The person is dead. What is he going to do? When he told his disciples that I am going to see Martha and Mary, they were surprised. But the person is dead. What is he going to do? And they said, okay, let us also follow him. And let us go and see what he will do. Today, some of us, when we come to church, we want to see what Prophet Adu will do. But we have forgotten that it is Jesus at the center of it all. Amen. Amen. So let's look at John 11, 25 and 26. When, they, when Jesus got there, there were a lot of people in, within the town who have come to the family to mourn with them. One of the sisters got up when she heard Jesus was coming. And she met Jesus at the door. The other one also followed. But let's look at the response when Martha asks. Let's look at verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you have been here, my brother will not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Look at where her mind was. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live 
even though he dies. And whosoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord. She told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Amen. 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 The first thing I want you to know today that Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. The resurrection did not happen to Jesus. The resurrection did not happen to Jesus. Because Jesus himself is the resurrection. It is impossible to kill the resurrection. Because the resurrection will always be resurrection. We know after Jesus has said that, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Many will ask, what is the difference between Lazarus and Jesus? What happened to Lazarus and what happened to Jesus? What is the difference? Lazarus was raised from the dead. Eventually, he died again and never rose up again. But with Jesus, he died and he rose again and he lives forevermore. That is the difference. Jesus lives forevermore. Lazarus died. Jesus raised him up. But eventually, later, he died. And never, and never recovered again. But Jesus died. Rose up. And he's still alive forevermore. Amen. Jesus is alive. Our Jesus is alive. That's a huge difference. The resurrection of Jesus is not a temporary thing. It wasn't something to make the disciples happy. It happened for all of us for eternity. Jesus is alive and still raised from the dead. I want to show you something in the Bible. I pray that the Lord will give us the vivid description of it as I speak. I want to speak about the reality of the resurrection. And I'll give you, if time permits, I'll give you the reason for the resurrection. A lot of us, we have heard about the resurrection. We think it's a story. But I want to tell you this morning, it was real. It happened. It was real. Amen. 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 The resurrection of Jesus, Jesus was both physical and historical. That a virgin gave birth. He lived on this earth for 33 and a half years. He was crucified. He died. And he rose up again. Jesus is alive. Jesus Otasi. Jesus is alive. Jesus Otasi. People are ready to accept Jesus. Only as a good teacher. Only as a nice man. Only as a prophet. Only as a miracle worker. 
They can give all sorts of accolades to him. They can give him all sorts of names. But there are two things that is so fundamental to our Christian life. And, and it is also difficult for people to understand. Because if you don't know, you cannot have a proper work with God. You cannot have a proper work with God. The first thing I want you to understand is that Jesus was born by a virgin. Jesus was born by a virgin. And number two, Jesus resurrected from the dead and still alive. These are two fundamental facts to Christianity. And it blocks a lot of people from Christianity. Because they don't know how a virgin can give birth. It's, it, scientifically, it is not possible. Without a man, it is not possible. Amen. Amen. These days, they take the semen of men and do it in the lab. So without that, without a man, it is not possible to have another human being. And then he died and rose again. How many dead people have risen? We know them, people who have died. Have you seen them again? But we have Jesus. He died and he rose again. These are two fundamental things to our Christian life. And a lot of people don't understand. People don't understand. These facts are still a standing block to a lot of people. And there is no human being who can claim that. These facts separate Jesus from the rest of people who have come ahead of him. Whether the person is a prophet, whether the person is a religious leader, whether the person is a philosopher, these two facts separate them from separate them from Jesus Christ. You cannot embrace Christ when you deny these two facts. Let's look at something from John 20. John 20, verse 26 and 27. Amen. Amen. When Jesus rose from the dead, he, he, he decided to meet some of his people. He met some of the disciples when they were in the group met some individuals as well. And when they were in the group, Thomas was not there. So Jesus went to, to the disciples and spoke to them. And when he spoke to them, they believed because they saw they saw the pain they saw the stripes. They saw, they saw on the side the sword that they used to hit him. 
But they saw the physical body as well. But there was a certain man called Thomas. Thomas who was not part. Today, we will see Thomas. The real Thomas. Like some of us. We will feel Jesus. We will touch Jesus. And we'll have a different encounter in our lives in the name of Jesus. The next time Jesus met the disciples, when he rose from the dead, Thomas was there. And let's read from 25 to 29. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. And he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side and stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miracles, signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded. Verse 29 is talking about you and I. Because the disciples have seen, they saw Jesus, they believed, but me and you, we have not seen Jesus. We didn't touch his body, but Jesus is saying that blessed are we who have not seen, but we believed. So you are blessed in the name of Jesus. We are blessed because we have not seen it, but we believed. There are many stories about the reality of Jesus. If you look, he died. A seal, a Roman seal was placed there. When the Roman seal is placed, nobody can break it. And the stone was placed there. And Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he got up. Oh, sorry. Laid the bed nicely. Folded the cloth that was covering him. Placed it there nicely. And just left. No when they went in there, they saw the bed was nicely The cloth was there. Folded. Some people would think that Jesus was running away. Somebody who is running away will not have time to lay the bed and fold the cloth. But he took his time because he knew what he was doing to prove to the rest of the people and no, the people of the world that he is the resurrection. He can get up as and when he wants and he can lay down his life. And that was what he did. He didn't run away. He took his time. Make sure he laid the bed. Folded the cloth. The cloth was properly folded and placed it by the side. And then he left. Amen. Amen. 
Somebody running away will not do that. All these things speak to the reality of Jesus. But he told Thomas something. Jesus encouraged him, come, come and put your finger by my side. Sometimes we have some sort of imagination about Jesus. The disciples were, were, were going through the same struggle. They were also trying to daydream that this is a real. Although, if you look at the position of Thomas, Thomas was skeptical about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But he, was but he ended up as a believer. The first thing that we see from this is that Jesus had a bodily resurrection. That is critical to our Christian faith. The body, the body rose up. It was not the spirit, it was the body. The whole body rose up. This is not a metaphor, it's not a story. It was real. The whole body rose up. Jesus actually rose up. Jesus, and he lives forevermore. Look, we have a lot of great people who have died. If you go to Accra, you go and see Nkrumah's body there. Rollins is there. Atamils is there. They are all there. Have you seen any of them getting up? Have you seen them? Have you seen any of them getting up? But Jesus rose up. He didn't, he would say that, oh, the, I saw the spirit here. I saw the, the body, the body got up. Amen. Amen. The body got up. That was why Thomas was able to touch him. The disciples walked with Jesus. And I'm sure Jesus, when he was a child, at least he had a wound or two. Some signs on his body that the disciple will know that. As for this one, I saw it on, 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 on Jesus' body when, when we were with him. So when they saw Jesus, they saw the mark there. Sometimes we, we call some of these, we also have uh, birth marks. I'm sure Jesus had something on him. That the disciples were able to identify that no, this is not the ghost. This is Jesus. This is the master. And Jesus encouraged Thomas. Come and touch me. Come and touch me. You feel that yes, I am the one. Amen. 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 Nkrumah died. Nkrumah, I know we. But we hear people talking about Nkrumah never dies. Why? His body is there. They talk about Nkrumah never died because of his philosophy and his ideals. And people put Jesus in the same bracket. They say, oh, Jesus never dies because his miracles and all those things are there. They think it's a story. But I can, I can go and touch Nkrumah's body. 
But nobody on this earth who has ever lived on this earth has touched Jesus' body. Because he rose up. He rose up. He rose up. And lives forevermore. Amen. 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 Jesus rose up bodily. Jesus, a body that is still alive. The body of Jesus was seen and touched. Our brother Thomas helped us to understand what the disciples saw was not a dream or, or something they were picturing. It was something that was real. How possible that the same Jesus was able to reveal himself to 500 people, various groups, and still people still don't believe it. I want to tell you it's not a dream. It is not a dream. As Jesus encouraged Thomas to touch him, because he wanted him to feel it, so that the rest will believe that it is not a dream. It was real. The body of Jesus is alive. The body of Jesus is still alive. The body of Jesus moved. The body of Jesus was touched. The body of Jesus spoke. Somebody who is dead cannot talk. Somebody who is dead cannot move. But Jesus is alive. So the whole body rose up. The disciples were convinced that the evidence in front of him is no other person but Jesus. Let us remember that the disciples were normal people. Some were fishermen. Some were task collectors. They were ordinary men and they know that when somebody dies, the person is dead. I remember some time ago when I was doing my attachment at Bogoso Gold Limited. And one, one night, my auntie called me. One of my uncles, I don't even know. I have a lot of uncles, I don't even know them. Who, who died? They brought him home to come and bury him that weekend. So, Adon, my auntie called me. It was raining because the following morning I have to go to work. He said, come and help me to carry him and put him there. Our. Yes. So I held the leg. He was not moving. Why? That was how I realized that, oh, is that how dead bodies are? I didn't know. So when I was Preparing for this message. God gave me that picture. Something that is dead will not move. Something that is dead will not speak. But with our Jesus. When he rose up from the dead. Ah, people didn't lift him. 
People didn't lift him and put him at a place. He got up, took his time, laid his bed, folded the cloth, and left. The whole body left. It was something that happened. It was real. So today, nobody can say Jesus is not alive. So it, at Easter, we always celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Because he's the only one who has been able to do it. Amen. 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 So our Jesus is alive. The disciples were normal people. Like I saw a dead body and I touched it and I lifted it. It was too heavy. The disciples have seen dead bodies before. But when they saw Jesus, they realized this man is different. Amen. Amen. The man was alive. The man who raised Lazarus from the dead is alive. Amen. Amen. And they have also seen that Jesus died. They saw Jesus died. Jesus was placed in the tomb. They carried him, put him in the tomb. And they put a stone by it. And put a seal by the door. They saw it that Jesus died. Jesus died. But the person standing in front of them. It's the same Jesus. They saw the stripes. They saw the, the, the canes. They saw the sword that they used to pierce his side. They saw, they saw the, the, the tones that was placed and they saw the marks of it there. And they saw Jesus standing there telling Thomas come and touch it and you believe. So this is not a fiction. It is real. He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. And he spoke to them. He spoke to them. And no one thing, Jesus spoke about his resurrection. But the people thought it was just a passing comment. They didn't believe that it would happen because that never happened in their lives. If somebody tells me, that I will die, and then tomorrow, uh, three days later, the person will, raise, will, will resurrect. I will not believe it that because apart from Jesus, nobody has done it. Even those who are rich, they die. They die once. But, but so the disciples, what they went through, it's norm, it was normal. It was not a strange thing. After going through the emotions, during the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Finally, when they saw Jesus, say, yes, this is the master. The woman went to the tomb to embalm the body. I am just giving you a scenario. They went there. They didn't go there to check whether Jesus was alive. They went there to embalm the body, knowing very well that Jesus was dead. Can they go there with all those things to say they are going to embalm somebody who is alive? So Jesus actually died. 
When Mary saw Jesus, Mary who Jesus in? She thought Jesus was a gardener when he rose up from the dead. Because he went there to go and embalm Jesus. And when she went there and Jesus was not there, she was crying. And somebody called him from behind. And she thought Jesus was the gardener talking to him. Until Jesus mentioned his name. The same thing with the disciples. When Jesus mentioned Mary's name, Mary believed. Mary or GT said, Master. She ran to go and tell the disciples. And when he told Peter and the rest, they all struggled. They also wanted to go and see Philly Philly. That what Mary was telling them was the truth. Amen. Amen. They were convinced. They were amazed. When they went there. And Jesus was not there. And when Jesus, Jesus came to them when they were meeting. And Thomas touched his body. Thomas wasn't second. The struggle was gone. And they believed. And they believed. Let me tell you one amazing thing that happened after the encounter. Before Jesus died, when he was arrested, some of them denied him. Some of them ran away from him. Some of them started denouncing that they don't know the man. But after the encounter with Jesus, after that encounter with the master, they were bold. They were bold. When you meet the master Jesus, when you have a proper encounter with him, you'll be bold. You will do great things. When they met Jesus, when they met Jesus, and Thomas touched his, his, the side, and Jesus himself encouraged him to touch him. After that encounter, the rest, the rest were bold. They were talking about Jesus. They said, Jesus is alive. They said, Jesus is alive. Even when they were threatened, people threatened them. Some, some, some of them were killed. Some of them, their head were cut off. Some of them, their families were killed. Some of them, some of them their children were murdered. But at the end of the day, they said, no, we believe Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. They believed. They said, even if you kill me, I know Jesus is alive. From what they believed, what they did, and what they spoke, that is why me and you, we still believe, because some people died for the cause. In spite of that challenge, they still said Jesus is alive. The disciple could have, could have gone somewhere and said, Ah, let's talk about his philosophy. Let's talk about the things he did. And when the people came to threaten them to kill them, they could have said, Ah, and let's have some few drinks and let's go home after all the man is dead. 
when they had that encounter, when they had that encounter, they started doing great things. They started speaking boldly. I see you doing great things when you encounter Jesus. Amen. Everything concerning you will change. You can look at your own life. When you accepted Jesus Christ, which part of your life is stagnant? You have seen progress, testimonies upon testimonies every day. And you see great things happening. And great things will happen to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. All the disciples died. They didn't die because they were deluded. They knew what they were saying. But they were bold. And they stuck to the truth. Even if you kill them, they will still say Jesus died. And Jesus rose again. We saw him. We were not there. We were told by them that this happened to them. So we are also, we are also prone to unbelief. But when we believe the record of those who saw it, when we believe the truth, Jesus' resurrection will come to you. It is not a reality. It's not, it's not, it's not something that is a historic. It's not something that is a story. It is a physical thing that happened. And that truth will continue to remain. So you can see with all the issues that I have raised, with all the facts that I have said, Jesus' death and resurrection. It's not a story, it's not a myth. He rose up physically. The whole body rose up. The whole body rose up. The whole body rose up. And he's still alive forevermore. In the name of Jesus. I will just give you one reason for the resurrection. The work of Christ could not have ended with his death. You know, the Jews thought that Jesus came to challenge the status quo. And Jesus was killed. That was their mentality. Some of them thought Jesus was a revolutionary person. Like, um, what was the revolution people? Rollins and his people, eh? They said, Guvera, good. Amen. Amen. They thought Jesus was one of them. But Jesus is not like that. Those people are dead and they are gone. But our Jesus rose up. And he's alive. All those people, all the revolutionary people are dead. None of them rose up from the dead. Let's look at something from 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17 to 23, and I will end. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied 
more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For us in Adam all died, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Amen. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus completed the work of redemption. Oja, irazi osese maheno. Jesus du busono no mama ni nyara otimu. Do you understand? The resurrection of Jesus completed the work of redemption. If you read the verse 17, said, Paul said, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. So if Jesus didn't, didn't um, rise up from the dead, we will all, be, we will all we will all still be in our sins. So the resurrection of Jesus completed the work of redemption. Jesus defeated sin on the cross. But sin doesn't happen by itself. Sin has a master. And who is the master? Satan. So Jesus defeated sin on the cross. If Jesus lives it that way, the one who has power with sin, the person can reassert himself and say that, yes, I'll come back again. But Jesus didn't want that. So Jesus dealt with sin on the cross. And must then deal with the main master. Who is the domain of sin? Who is Satan? And Jesus encountered the headquarters of sin. Jesus encountered the headquarters of sin. He must conquer that as well. If he conquered that on the cross, if Jesus conquered sin on the cross, and Jesus was defeated in the grave, then all the things that he fought for was useless. Do you understand what I'm saying? If Jesus conquered the cross, and then he was not able to uh, resurrect again. What happens? So all the things that he did, all the things that he spoke for, all the things that he did for us will be useless. So Jesus had to go to Satan's camp and not only to defeat sin on the cross, but he must go and defeat Satan once and for all. He must defeat Satan himself in hell. Because if you look at Genesis, Genesis 3, Genesis 3 verse 15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, 
and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Amen. The, the Bible always talks about the seed of the man. But this time around, the Bible was talking about the seed of the woman. It was talking about the virgin birth. Amen. Amen. It was talking about the virgin birth. He said the seed of the woman. Meaning that there was a certain human being who will be born later in time. Who will be a product of a woman without a man. That is Genesis. And that human being will be called the seed of the woman. And that woman will produce that child without a male. And that, and that male will bruise the head of the serpent. Do you know the head of the, the serpent? The serpent is the devil. And that, that male that will be born will destroy the source of temptation. Will destroy the source of seduction. Will destroy the source of sin. That is the word bruised. Amen. He is there to destroy it. Make him incapable of coming up again. And Jesus has come into our life. He has destroyed the source of sin. He has destroyed the source of sickness. He has destroyed the source of shame. He has destroyed anything that deprived us of the joy he has given. Because it was prophesied a long time ago that a man would be born, a seed of the woman, without a male, would bruise the head of the serpent. And that was Jesus. He was the only one who could have done it. And the Bible said that he conquered sin on the cross. And he must go down and bruise the head of the serpent. And the Bible said that he made a public radical of him. So it was necessary that after Jesus conquered sin, after Jesus conquered Satan, going to hell to conquer him, it was important that Jesus comes back it was important that Jesus arise and come to us and come and show us his body that I have won the victory you are no more defeated you are a victorious being walk in victory talk in victory achieve great things spread the gospel that he is alive. He has conquered sin. He has conquered Satan. You are not an ordinary person. You are victorious. You are a royal. Walk like one. Amen. That is one of the reasons of the resurrection. Have you seen scientists going under the sea to collect data? And when they bring the data, they come and put it together. 
They don't give it to anybody. And the person just dies. What happens to the data? It's useless. When the first people went to the moon, when they came back, the moment they landed, if all of them died, what song will we sing? We will not have any information. We will not have anything. But Jesus died. Rose up. Rose up. Came to us. And he has given us the information. He gave us the data. He gave us information. He gave us evidence. That he has conquered Satan. We shouldn't be afraid. We are victorious. You are victorious. You are victorious. In your work, you'll be victorious. Everything you will do, you will excel. Because the one who has died, he has taken the shame. I know economically things are hard. Inflation at 19.4. And this is nothing. I know things are quite challenging. But Jesus is saying, I have given you victory. I have given you victory. I will, I will put something in your sack. You will never go hungry. I will take care of you. I will take care of you. All he's asking from you, draw near. Touch him. Don't be a doubting Thomas and be standing fire and be shouting. Come close. Now, now when you touch him, when you get closer to him, in his presence, you'll be bold. You'll go out there and proclaim that Jesus is alive. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. You changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say Thank you for listening. Follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at Prosper Asamoah for more of these teachings. God bless you.